What a difference a couple of weeks makes, doesn't it? Welcome everyone to the Plugged In Show. Like everything else in the world, it seems, our little show is undergoing some temporary changes. Uh, we're all in separate rooms. We're scattered across the city and in some ways across the country. Uh, our host, Adam Holtz, is out this week, which means you're stuck with me, Paul Acey. And joining me today and practicing the art of virtual social distancing are... Jonathan McKee. Emily Clark. And Bob Hoos. And of course, you're joining us too. We'd love for you to chime in with your own thoughts by emailing us here at team at thepluggedinshow.com. I hope everyone listening is staying healthy and sane out there, and I'd like to think that maybe this show can help with the latter, at least. Of course, current events have shaken up a lot of things, way, way more than our podcast. Why, just a couple of weeks ago, you could actually go out and see a movie in a theater. It seems oh, like man. a long time ago now. <laughs> Indeed, I know, right? Doesn't it? Yes. And most indications suggest that our normal routines are going to be disrupted for a long, long time to come. Uh, now, at Plugged In, we often encourage folks to deal with media with your brain fully engaged. We need to think about what we're watching or listening to or playing and not let it just mindlessly wash over us. But we can't ignore the fact that for many of us, entertainment can also be a little like comfort food. Something that brings us a chance to unwind during a particularly stressful day, or like yeah, now, yeah. even ease our mind during a particularly stressful time. So with that in mind, let me ask you to look back, back into your distant memories. When you were a kid or a young adult, what what comforted you? Oh, man. I, you know, I, I'll, thinking back to my distant memory, <laughs> to my, to my... To my uh, middle school years, I know for Emily, that was like, what, yesterday, a couple days ago, right, Emily? I'm not sure. but, <laughs> no, uh, but sure. We'll for, say that. <laughs> but, but for us, it was a long time ago. And I remember laying there, ready, I'm going to paint the picture, on my waterbed. And I was so excited about my clock radio because my clock radio was the best thing ever. I mean, I wanted it for Christmas. And when I got it, I was like, this, this tool is so amazing because you can set it to play music as you're going to sleep. And you can set it for like 59 minutes or less. And I always set it for 59 because I wanted that maximum play. And I could fall asleep listening to Journey and Cool in the Gang or whoever I wanted on that radio so because cool. that's what was playing on my radio. And uh, that was just – that was awesome. I, I just love music. You know, like like Adam, sorry we miss you being here this week, Adam. But, oh, my gosh, music was fun. And for me to be able to fall asleep to music, that was just kind of – that was that was my happy place, laying there in the waves, <laughs> listening the to music, falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's not something technical. It's something comedic. Um, I think. I think for me, it would it would be sort of a combination of Bugs Bunny cartoons and <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Three Stooges shorts. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, there there are all sorts of wit and joy in those old Merry Melodies tunes. And then there's then there's that slapstick chaos about the about the Stooges. And I think I think both of those elements have the ability to to transport me to this old comedic netherworld that's separate from all the stress yeah. and sometimes nonsensical stuff we deal with day to day these days, especially in this, in this current crisis age. You know? Yeah. Good escape. A good escape. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's interesting that you guys mentioned older technology and comedy, because one of the things that I remember was watching VHS tapes. Yes. I know what those are. I used them. <laughs> <laughs> using uh, 
We were watch. I would watch uh, Mark Lowry's comedy stand up on VHS. We had two of oh, his tapes, yeah. and I watched them over and over. But then the other thing that I would do, um, and still do, is read. I was a very voracious reader when I was a kid. Wow. And reading had more lines of resolution in that VHS tape, too. By the way. <laughs> you know, it, and, and it's interesting, Emily, because I just read an article not long ago about this resurgence of people who are turning to VHS again. And I, for I what reasons? Why. Well, I don't, I don't understand that. that. <laughs> it's not for the cinematic quality, but for it's for very much what you were talking about, this sense of nostalgic charm, this comfort. In fact, the, one of the guys in the in the article was saying that it was it's not a it's it's about the simplicity, not about the quality. And, and I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> you know, the thing that I always worry about that I I totally understand that. You know, because the hiss and the and the whole putting the VHS tape in there, it, it can give you sort of this feeling of comfort. I always got worried that that the VHS machine was going to eat the tape, though. Yeah. Which it often did. <laughs> Which it often did. Yeah. Oh, that is fun. And it's funny you say the hiss because, you know, kind of like that sound, like when you put on a record, actually a vinyl, you know how you hear the needle drop yep. and then you kind of hear, I, you know, I like that sound, but I can't handle watching the low resolution. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. Can't handle it. Hey, I, I don't, I'm, I don't still watch VHS tapes. I definitely <laughs> it's, it's that. VHS, we know what that we're getting for Christmas. That's, that's I'm not an ironic hipster in any sense of the word. Oh, you awesome. could probably get a lot of tapes, a lot of movies on on eBay. You know, for for VHS <laughs> these days. Let me ask you guys as we're as we're moving into our main segment here. As we talk about entertainment during this kind of weird time that we're all sitting in, what is the reason why entertainment gives us comfort? Why does that help us? Why do we sort of tend to slip into that world of of TVs and movies, and in Jonathan's case, the the clock radio. Why why does that appeal to us? I think it's a form of escape. Like, you know, you go to the movies to experience this entirely different world. You watch uh, reality TV because as heavily scripted as it is, it makes you feel better about your own life. You listen to music because it affects your emotions. Um, I th so I think that that's why entertainment is so comforting to us. It just takes us into another world. I, I totally agree. I, and I like that word escape because for me, that's what it is at the, like on a day where so much of my day is reading and research and writing and all this. And I think my brain sometimes just feels tired. And after dinner for me, some of the things I do, which often are like sitting at the porch, watching the dogs play or, or, or hanging out with family. <laughs> but then it seems like we eventually will be like, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to stream and, you know, whatever show we're watching or whatever, my wife and I will retreat to the couch. And it's a place where I can just blah. And I don't have to, I feel like I don't have to, I don't have to think. I don't have to come up with an idea. I can just out. soak. I, yeah, I could soak in, like you said, a story in another world and kind of, um, you know, get into it. So I, I love that. I love that escape from having to think. And, and, and I also I also think it has to do with uh, especially some of these entertainment mediums that harken back to our youth. Those those were times when we were learning things and programming ourselves. And so they're sort of woven into that program. And so it's natural for us to find that comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. See, now here's the interesting thing about it, everything that you said, and I, I agree with it completely, but one of the things that we've noticed in this time 
is that shows that deal with pandemics, epidemics, diseases, all of a sudden they're they're becoming very buzzy. They're they're being oh, pushed yeah. to the top of of you know the Netflix queue. Um, is there also an attraction to to dealing with with stuff that feels very of the moment? And and as a follow up question, is that healthy? Is that a good thing? Can it help? Well, I think the one thing that's you know fascinating is I mean I, I couldn't believe when I was looking on uh, at Netflix and Prime and all this, and I saw that uh, the movie Outbreak was like the number two watched film this last week, and I was sitting mm-hmm. there going, "Wow!" I mean, and of course that's about a much scarier, you know, crazy pandemic, you know, it's going around and they're trying to find the monkey that started it all. But it was, I, I mean, I was like, "Wow!" It, that's funny that people would almost want to dive into that for me when i watch something like i used to really enjoy the show the walking dead and not because i enjoyed zombies or or you know you know the scare of it to me it was always the what would i do if i were in that situation you know where would i find fresh water and canned goods and ammo you know so for <laughs> so that's that's for me it was is an escape because i feel like what would i do I think that depending on the type of person who is watching it, uh, that's really where it comes, what it comes down to. You don't want to watch something and either downplay or exaggerate the seriousness of your own situation. But for entertainment purposes, I think it is safe. And like what Jonathan was saying, like, I remember our family was, we debated, you know, who would survive in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> and, you know, cause I have, I have family members who are nurses. My dad used to fly helicopters. So they were good. They had valuable Ooh. skills. But then, Ooh, I, you good. know, I'm a writer, so <laughs> you're, the, you're the first to go, right? <laughs> I'm the, the first boat. to go, yeah. according to them. <laughs> Thrown off the boat. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I, if I can chime in here, I think in a way, well, we had plugged in. We've always talked about how our entertainment media, the the media that we consume, can impact us in positive and negative ways, and that is a fact. And and the fact is, though, sometimes when when people are consuming these these movies like Contagion and other movies like that, they're dealing with these big, scary subjects, especially you know, Jonathan mentioned that the fact that these plagues are plagues that are far worse than the thing we're dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and but we can get ourselves so ramped up about about the fear factor of things that we can actually uh, create a situation of, uh, of panic and sort of lather ourselves into negative p- places. And I, and I think, I think that is what we need to keep in mind as well, that, that some of, sometimes these things can actually impact us in very negative ways hmm. and unnecessarily. So, yeah. so one, one of the things that I think about is movies during times of stress, when we're, when the country is, is dealing with some really serious issues, movies have always sort of provided an escape. And you don't typically see, like when, when I look back at, at, at movie history, I don't necessarily see a lot of those, those gritty, scary, terrifying uh, films in, in sort of our, our deepest, darkest times. Um, you know, the Great Depression, I always think about Fred Astaire movies, Ginger Rogers movies, those types of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had, there was an element of escapism, it seemed like, in those 1930s and 40s movies. Yeah, yeah. Bob, do you, I know that you're a huge old movie buff. Are there movies that that are out there now that that 
you think might translate over into this time? You know, people who are looking for just a little comfort, a little escape, uh, some of those good old movies that you can find. Some golden age things of Hollywood. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I tell you, if I were to think about it right off the top of my head, I, I would say people ought to focus on, there are two directors that come to mind right away, and that's Frank Capra and Billy Wilder. I, nice. You know, I'm sure you guys have all seen a bunch of those films, but they're, the, they're just fabulous films. Frank Capra, for example, I think he's probably best known as the director of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. uh, but his films tend to have this warmth at their core. It's very reassuring. And, and, and they also have this uplifting everyman sense that, uh, you know, we're all in this together and we Americans can reach out to our neighbor and pull together when the chips are down, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's tons of those kinds of films that he created. Um, I think of Meet John Doe, which was a Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Gary Cooper movie. No, I've never uh, even Mr. heard of it. No? Oh, no. no, you got to see that one. You got to see that one. It's really, it's really uplifting. Um, there's uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That's Jimmy Stewart right there. And uh, uh, Here Comes the Groom is another one of his. Uh, it, it's a Bing Crosby musical. Just tons of great films that, that are fabulous, especially for this time, because they are that, that reassuring warmth. You know, we can make it through whatever... Uh, difficulties yeah. we're dealing with. And then as far as Billy Wilder's concerned, uh, the, some of his can be, frankly, a little bit edgier than than like a uh, Frank Capra's. I, I think of Double Indemnity. Some Like yeah, It Hot. The, some Like It Hot, The Apartment. Yeah. Those kinds of films can have some sensual issues mixed in there too. So they may not be for the kids, but um, but there's a lot of, he's got such great funny films and and some very insightful and thoughtful films too, like um, uh, on the funny side, light and funny side. Sabrina is one of his, uh, Aubrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart, very funny and sweet. And then there's films like Stalag Seventeen, um, yeah. uh, Sunset Boulevard, uh, Witness for the Prosecution. Some of some of the his original are, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just really well written. Because Billy Wilder wrote all his own films. Uh, and and uh, really well written and very thoughtful and classics you don't want to miss. And the great thing yeah. about it, the great thing about it is that all of these sorts of uh, classic films you can get today. I mean, you can either go to like an Amazon Prime and rent them for two ninety nine, or you can find them for free on certain uh, websites. Like um, I don't know if you've heard of or if you've used very much Crackle, which is like um, uh, a free. Uh, movie site that they, they show you the movies and, and then they have commercials in between, but it's absolutely free. And you can get a ton of these films on crackle and on uh, Roku TV is another one that, uh, that offers yeah, a lot yeah. of these free. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch out there and I, I would, I think this is a perfect opportunity for people to um, avail themselves of some of these older films that they may not know about, but that they can really enjoy. And I think a lot of people have certain tastes. Like, so if somebody's like really into comedy, like if they, when they hear Ocean's Eleven, if they're like, oh, I love those movies. Those made me laugh. You know, they might, you know, start looking up and, and who knows, they might even look up that director, Steven Soderbergh and go, oh, what else did he do? What's this film out of sight, you know, with Clooney and JLo? This looks good, you know? And that's what I do sometimes. If I find a director, I'll look for his other films and go, wow, this is really good. Or, 
oh, that was a one hit wonder, you know, and uh, but it's fun. We've we a lot of people have time on our hands. So this is a this is a time they can start exploring some of that. Well, and it's a great time to check out our website too for, you know, a lot of those old movies we won't necessarily have have reviews for them. But the nice thing about some of those older, older movies that you were talking about, Hoos, is that they were made in a different time and a different place. And so they're a little bit easier to deal with in some ways to watch, right? Right, right. Well, I, as I mentioned, you know, I was talking about the Billy Wilder films that I thought were a little edgier. Well, when you compare those to films that we see these days, they're they're really easy to consume. Yeah, yeah, they're edgy like like a ginger scene in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's a good comparison. Hey, while we're while we're talking about movies, obviously we deal with entertainment, but for parents who are looking to get their kids away from the screen during this time, you know, parents and kids have an opportunity to spend more time together than they probably anticipated. Are there are there suggestions that you would give to parents to to sort of, you know, spend quality time with their kids this this opportunity that they've been given here? Okay, so I'm going to suggest reading a book together. I know that sounds kind of yes. And That's exactly might... what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you guys agree. It might sound a little cheesy. It might not work depending on how old your kids are. But like if they're younger, read a book to them like yeah, The Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. I remember my mom mm. reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to us when we were kids. Um, another suggestion, so build a puzzle together. I've I've seen a lot of families doing this. I've heard a lot about a lot of families doing this. Those are two, my two suggestions: read a book, yeah, well, build a puzzle, <laughs> and 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 board games. Let's not forget board games. Yes. I mean, the fact is, not only are board games fun, but even if you're not very good at them, they are <laughs> they are these community builders. You know, especially in this day and age where we're we're so isolated. You don't want to be all in the same house, isolated in the same house, but isolated from each other too on your on your smartphone. You can all get together, play a, a board game, and have this interaction, this fun, this humor, this, the laughs, and yeah. build your own sense of family community. Just yeah, don't we play actually... Monopoly. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, my my uh, daughter's living with us right now because her husband's in Afghanistan, and so it's funny that you know my wife and I are empty nesters, but yet here we have this return kid. So the three of us have been hanging out a lot lately, and we actually were playing Phase Ten, which is this card game. And you have to go through these 10 different phases. And I always joke, I call it phase four, or phase five, because we never get through all 10 phases. We were so bored out of our minds, we actually got to phase 10 for the first time ever. I was like, this is the first time we've got to phase 10. That's why they call it phase 10. Oh, man. New heights of accomplishment. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, I think we have hit phase 10 of the podcast. Thank you guys so, you so much. True. This was so much fun to talk with you guys after a little time away. Um, I guess in conclusion, we can just say for a lot of us, this is a very uncertain and, and for some a pretty frightening time. And we're dealing with the same uncertainty that you are here and plugged in. So it's important to remember that even when we don't feel in control, we do have control of some things, and that includes our entertainment choices, what we watch, what we listen to, what we play. And while entertainment can bring a little peace and stability into the chaos we're dealing with, it sometimes can add to that chaos if we're not careful. As always, be mindful of what entertainment comfort food you're consuming. And what are you watching on TVs these days? What games are you playing? Write to us at team at 
thepluggedinshow.com. And if you would, think about subscribing too. We'll have loads of other podcasts to keep you coming. Thanks for listening this week. Let's meet again next week, shall we? And we look forward to bringing you another exciting episode of The Plugged In Show.